Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. You know, there are many questions being asked these days. Some of them are, where's this world going? What are we headed toward? Is there a particular destination? Well, I hope that in this message today, you'll be inspired to know that as far as God is concerned, this world is moving toward a particular experience and event. It's called a wedding. My title, there's gonna be a wedding. This particular verse, verse 10, it has been noted that many find great difficulty in understanding it. Various perspectives have been brought about as a result of their interpretation of that last portion of verse 10. The testimony of Jesus worship God. Do you see it? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I hope that in this message today, clear understanding will come and will cause us to prepare ourselves for the great event I refer to as the wedding. You would agree with me that the atmosphere of our world at this present time is one inundated with questions. Given the typical news reports that we are receiving of political haggling, citizenry demonstrating across the world, seeking change and adjustments to areas of injustice. We are observing the scenes of violence, man's inhumanity to man. We are also witnessing hunger and death, bereavement on a scale like we have never known. This unprecedented level of bereavement is the consequences of what we know as COVID-19 coronavirus. Universal questions are being asked concerning even the virus. Why the virus? Why has it been so long? Why is it that we could not have done this or done that to avert it? Why is it that we didn't respond the way we should have responded? All of that brings you to the question of, well, then what can we expect as a world? Are we just meandering along? Are we just strolling in time without any particular objective or destination? What's going on in our world today? And who is behind it all? Well, if nothing else in this message, I hope that you'll come to the awareness that there is somebody 
in charge. This is our father's world. The wrongs seem oh so strong. Our God is ruler yet. But where are we going? Are we just on that stroll in time? Help us, Lord. What you will note is that God is in charge and God has set in motion certain things in the midst of our lifetime that we may proceed on to a particular destination. Now, the age-old plan of God in conveying his acts and his works is by prophecy. Remember God said, Behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not know it? God informs us of what he is up to if we understand and appreciate the medium by which he performs it. It's through prophecy. Say prophecy with me. A lot of prophets going around today. A lot of prophetists going around today. Folk just decide they're going to be a prophet. They just decide I'm going to be a prophetess. But true prophets are called of God. True, true prophets are anointed of God. True prophets advocate what God says and not what they say or what they think. The Bible says in the last days there will be many false prophets. Where are we now? We have journeyed so far until we have come now to what can be termed the last days. And I say it without apology because the signs are foretelling. I said the signs. Somebody needs to pray and ask God for the anointing that the sons of Issachar had. Because the Bible said that the sons of Issachar understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Everybody ought to know what's going on. And we need to also appreciate the fact that God has communicated it through the medium of prophecy. Prophecy is a foretelling or telling before. Prophecy is forth telling. It is proclaiming. You can't be a prophet and don't say anything. You can't be a prophet and don't utter. Because the prophet is in a sense, I say in a sense, God's mouthpiece. The prophets, the true prophets of God, whether minor or major, they enunciate, they proclaim the word of God. If they're off, straying off, giving you some other philosophical this and philosophical that, no, wait a minute. A prophet waits to hear what God once said and then to utter 
what he has said without apology to release it because it's the spirit of prophecy that brings about change. It's the spirit of prophecy. So when you go back to verse 10 of chapter 19 in the Revelation, you read twice the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Watch this. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We worship God because of the testimony. But then the testimony is the spirit of prophecy. It comes through the spirit of prophecy. We have to understand that there are some things that are not mechanical, not things that we cannot arrange for ourselves. There are some things that we, you know, we, we, we have to have hands off on. Because there are some things that God will permit that you and I can't handle. There are some things that God will order that we may not understand. There are some things that God will do that will confuse us sometimes. Because he's God. And you and I see this, but we don't see far into the future. And God knows what it takes to get order in his world. The three points of this message, the process, the program, and the pronouncement. Stay tuned, and you'll be further blessed through this word. And so, at the center of all occurrences, events, or proclamations, biblically, is Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. Do you remember over in St. Luke chapter 4? You know, he had been in the wilderness, Jesus. And he had been tested and proven. And he comes out and he does what young men in the Hebrew tradition would do. He went into the synagogue and picked up the book and it happens to be Isaiah 61 and he begins to read the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel he anointed me to set the captives free. He anointed me. He anointed me. To, and, and, and he reads it. You know it. That's Isaiah. Say Isaiah 61. But Isaiah 61 is now being uttered in St. Luke, New Testament by Jesus. And that's why I love it. The Bible in that same context. It says there that Jesus, after he read it, Guess what he said? This day. This day. This prophecy in, in, in Isaiah 61 is what? Fulfilled in your ears. Oh, you have just listened to the essence 
prophecy in person. And the Bible said, and he sat down. Oh, God, I wish I could demonstrate that. After he read that, which was to authenticate the fact that he, watch this now, he was written about in the Old Testament. Now he comes in the embodiment of that writ. And he said, now, everything I just finished reading there is really me. Hmm? It's me. And not only is it me, but I'm going to just let you think about it. If I had a chair, I'd sit down right now. Because right then, you don't hear him saying another word. He just said. Sometimes, in order for us to get the prophecy, we need not to be running, jumping, shouting. We need to be able to just focus and see what is really being said. Because when he took his seat, he is actually saying, now what do you think about that? What I just talked about is here. And that's what ought to happen in your life and in my life. That we talk the talk, but are you the personification of the talk? To the extent that you have a witness based on prophecy. Because the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or new creation. Old things have passed away. We know how to we know how to say that, we can recite that, or we could prophesy that. But at some point, we need to see that. Huh? Am I right? At least nod your head at me. I know this man's. So, so I'm saying that you and I have to appreciate the same principle operates for us. So what? Say the process. That's the process. So he is who he was written about. You got me? To the extent that he now testifies. And it is through the spirit of prophecy. Do you get it? Somebody got it? Okay. Now, you and I have to understand that God in his wisdom doesn't just drop stuff on us. He prepares us. Whatever's going to happen, it doesn't happen. If you check it out, there was preparation along the way. Preparation, 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 circumstance, situation, things happening, some things not happening. Some things get you to a point where you say, what's going on here? I thought God said, and I thought God this, and I thought God that, because you don't see certain things, you don't understand. But that there are precipitating circumstances that go ahead of, that goes ahead of. And you don't understand that God never jumps off the track and then comes back and says, oh, I should have started back over. No, no, God, God's ever. You staying with me, somebody? That means wherever you are right now, in your life, in your time, you have to understand you didn't just pop here. 
No, you have been progressively moving toward this place. And I'm saying that everybody is moving toward some place in your life or in the world. And so God constitutes a program. He has something there that says, now that's where you're going. He says, this is where you will end up over here. I know you're way over here now, but, but this is where you're going. This is where you're going. And, and, and I know things may look a little cloudy and fuzzy, but that's where you're going. I, I know some things are going to happen in the interval between where you are and where you're going. And it may be a, it may be a COVID-19 or it may be a coronavirus to the extent that we are asking, why is this? But let me say something to you, folk. There are some things coming out of this virus that have brought about advancement in the midst of what we thought was a dead stop. There are, there are people who are coming to know God now who did not know him before the situation. There are businesses that are being spawned and birthed in industry because of this. Now I know our loved ones are passing. So don't think I'm being insensitive. I'm not. I'm just relating to you a principle. And the principle is that we go from where we are to where we're supposed to arrive at and we go through process to get there. And the processing is not always clear to us. But we have to ever remember that the spirit of prophecy is the substance and essence of all that God wants to bring about in your life and in mine. In fact, the Spirit is the breath of inspiration in the midst of the instruction. Oh God, help me to make this plain to people. I'm trying to tell you, don't look at things the way they are. Paul said, we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. There's some things about you that's eternal. You got me? There's some things about your life that's eternal. And then you and I have to understand that all the stuff we go through does not negate that. That's why we ought to shout when we know somebody who died in the Lord. Because I know it's not the end. I know there's another chapter to this. Because he's not going to stop until he gets to the destination. Well, I trust that you have been blessed and inspired through this word. And that you have made up in your mind that you will be at that wedding marriage supper of the Lamb. 
And so, until next time, when I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.